Okay, guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Snatched. Uh, you're here with your boy Ewa and the lovely Latoya. Um, we're bringing you another episode to our season. I'm not a celebrity. Get me out of here. Um, this episode is called My Way or the Highway, and I'm going to throw it over to Latoya to give you some background context as to what we're going to be exploring in today's episode. Go ahead. So today's one's a bit of a juicy one. Uh, probably going to be a little bit controversial, I think, with some of our Mm -hmm. opinions, but we're definitely going to try and give it a empathetic approach, like we always do, Um, and hopefully we can resonate with some of you guys today when we're talking about it. So our celebrity couple today that we're focusing on, or non-couple, because they're not together anymore, is Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise. So Katie Holmes began dating actor Tom Cruise in April 2005. Holmes, who was raised, raised a Catholic, Began to study Scientology. So for those that don't know, uh, Tom Cruise is a a stouch. Stouch? Stouch? Stouch. (laughs) (laughs) Stouch. I think is the correct way to pronounce it. I mean, I can't even help you. I don't even know what you're talking about, but it's fine. Go ahead. Scientologist. Um, So anyway, she began studying Scientology shortly after the couple began dating. They got engaged in June 2005, so pretty swift, only after Mm -hmm. seven weeks of um, meeting each other. They have a daughter called Suri, who was born April 18th, 2006. And this was the first anniversary of their first date, which is just weird. Um, Holmes herself filed for divorce on July 9th, 2012. Um, Attorneys for the couple announced that the couple had signed a divorce settlement. This was the first divorce for Holmes and the third for Tom Cruise. And Holmes has custody of Suri. Following her divorce from Cruise, uh, Katie returned back to the Roman Catholic Church and began attending mm-hmm. Francis Xavier Church. Now, obviously, the focus of today's episode is My Way or the Highway, which is basically looking at opposing views. And these can be political. Yeah. These can be religious. It's to do with your belief system. Is mm-hmm. there a way to meet in the middle? Um, and I thought this couple would be great to focus on because it was so high profile um, yeah. with what happened. And obviously Scientology was an, a religion that I think not a lot of people knew about. I'd never no. heard of it. So it was founded by this psychologist or this doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember his name. His name is Ron L. Ron Hibbard. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was basically the founder of the Church of Scientology. I think he found it in like 1953 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not necessarily the expert in okay. it. But yeah, it was very new kind of like movement or religion, mm-hmm. uh, I would say. So yeah, I agree with you. People didn't know about it. I feel like Tom yeah. really raised the profile of this religion that people didn't did. know about. It seems like a religion for the rich, if I'm quite honest with you. But um, yeah. there's quite a few celebrity couples that I've heard are possibly, mm-hmm. allegedly, allegedly Will and Jada are allegedly Scientologists. Yeah. So I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I've heard. Um, so basically... Katie was already successful. She was in mm-hmm. Dawson's Creek, so people know her mostly from the long-running series, one of the best, was it, teen to adulthood series of yeah. like, all time, I think, probably very successful. And her status as an actress was elevated. That tends to happen, I think, that women that go out, Tom Cruise, because you had Penelope Cruise. We also had Nicole Kidman, which was the very high-profile divorce. Yeah. Which um, I, I did want to mention that, you know, she's another lady who <laughs> turned her back on Scientology as soon as she was, not Quick. even out the door, yeah. I think, even while they were in the relationship. Um, mm. You know, she had it had a very strong influence on her in the beginning. So she studied so seriously for it because I think she was so in love with Tom and she wanted to be part of his religion. 
Um, but as soon as she was kind of like, I don't really think this is for me, which I believe was about two years into the relationship, it caused a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so she never fully converted to Scientology, even mm-hmm. whilst they were married. Um, and it's quite interesting that she wanted to do that to play the role of the dutiful wife, even though she was raised a Catholic, very mm. similar to Katie. Um, so I guess like, where where do we begin, begin with this story? Because already we're thinking the fact that they 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 got engaged after seven weeks. Yeah, so I think that, you know what, it's, it's just a bit like, look, you know what, love is love. And who am I to talk about and ask them and question, you know, the, the authenticity of their relationship because mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily in their relationship. I do think it's quite weird that they got engaged only seven weeks after they first met because you know what 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 research do they do on one another um i think you know they are both celebrities in their own right i think Mm -hmm. she was engaged um before Mm -hmm. um and he had been obviously married um before as well Mm -hmm. so i think that there's an element of you know what you have to almost like tread carefully and again going back to my original point what kind of like you know research do they do on one another to make sure that it's the right thing for both Mm of them um so i think it was just a bit and it's just everything was just it happens so fast you know like Mm -hmm. she was obviously raised um as you said a catholic and then you know she converted to scientology quite quickly mm-hmm. um and if you're saying that that is similarities to nicole kidman it's got me questioning like okay what is he what what is going on there with him and his religion and the mm-hmm. whole aspect of scientology yes. um so i think it's i think for me it's just a bit weird just because i think happened so fast Mm. And I think the speed of how things, I think if it was done over like, you know, a year or two years or three years time, I think we would feel a, a little bit different. But just to, because due to the fact that it was done in literally seven weeks, they were engaged. I think that is kind of like a bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know what, the, the, the two big, when we are scoping out this episode, I think this is such quite a large topic, yeah. right? Because it's around, you know, other people's beliefs and their value systems. Um, but I think, and the hard, the hard topics, I would say, are the religion and the political views. Mm-hmm. But there are softer topics as well, which we can get into afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, I, for me personally, I don't feel, and I wouldn't want my partner to feel that they need to change their religion or their political view just to necessarily be with me. I think opposites attract. I do think it's actually quite healthy for two people to follow two different religions um, because actually you can teach one another about uh, each other's religions. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a thing where if... For me personally, if I was in a relationship and my partner wanted me to change my religion or change my political views, I would see that as almost changing like fundamentals of myself, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily think is right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want. I don't want to. I shouldn't need to have to. I shouldn't have to change like who I am. I want political views are just to be with you because love should conquer that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm not. It's, it's quite a big one to kind of like pick apart yeah and yeah so I'm like yeah what's kind of like your view um okay I think because now we live in a society where we travel more people emigrate and live in other countries um people we live in more of a melting pot of society yeah. in certain parts of the world obviously in some parts of the world that's not the case but let's yeah. take London for example where we have x amount of different ethnicities x amount of different religions we have quarters in London that are dedicated to different communities. In a sense, you've got the Jewish quarter, you've got areas that are strictly Muslim. A lot of Muslim people live there. And then obviously you have like a lot of areas in London as well, 
what events do you go further out that are kind of still white British communities that aren't many ethnic minorities in there? So we live in a in a, a city that has so many different communities in there. So it's it's inevitable, especially if mm-hmm. you if you move into a different area or you go to college or you work in a different area that you're going to meet somebody who you're attracted to who may possibly be a different religion or have a different political viewpoint. That's going to happen just to the nature of the city we live in. Whether I would date someone whose political outlook is different from mine, uh, it doesn't really bother me to an extent, but I, I do think that sometimes when you see, and this is not religion because that's slightly different, but with political viewpoint, politics I think sometimes reflect how you view society as a whole. So if you are, if your policies align with a political party that maybe necessarily that, that, I don't know, penalise the poor and uplift the rich or says every single person needs to earn exactly the same amount of money, no matter what position they, they, they're in, which are, those are common viewpoints. Yeah. I think it then, makes you see the person for who they really are and that's not always positive you might Mm. be attracted to somebody and they've got a really good job they're rich they've got money they've got this then you sit down and you talk about political viewpoints you might also be from that same kind of societal standing you might have money too but you sit down and you talk and you sort sort of start talking about um what what do we do about homelessness in this city what what are we going to do about it and they start coming out with like ideas that are quite you just kind of thinking "Mm, this is really there's no sensitivity here. This seems to be a lot about money. This seems to be a lot about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps is a very popular mentality people yeah. have. So you might be like, oh, that's not really, that's, I'm not really sure that's for me. Or I'm not really, I didn't realise you were like that. I thought you were like me. And that yeah. tends to happen. You think you, you're the same because you've you've got some romantic interest in each other, but you start to realise, oh, the viewpoints are a little bit different. So... Polit- religion, I'm not really too fixed on. For me personally, depending on the other person and what what they're coming from with their religious viewpoints and how that meshes into my life. Because, like I said, it's, mm. it's about what it's not about necessarily changing, but it's about having openness. But political, that one I can't do. Actually, I can't. Oh, really? I can't. Political, I can't. Why? I. I you know what? It's just you know what? Okay, let me put it like this. I'm a I guess working class. That's all that's what the group I'm gonna fall into. I call it the ethnic class, but I'm in the ethnic class and that's how I grew up. And there's certain things that you experience, right? When you grow up in certain parts of London or um that you see, and then when you grow older and you maybe you move into the next social bracket or you're earning more money, you've got more ed- educational standing, right? Your life changes. Now there are some mm. people that I uh, have not grown up with, but either I know of or grown with, who've also had that same trajectory. And they're suddenly, it's like, well, if I can do it, everyone can. Well, no, not everyone can. And they sort of fall into the more right wing way of thinking, which is, I'm, I've just not with that. I understand, I understand parts of right wing thinking and some bits I actually yeah. kind of agree with. I'm like, okay, yeah, that does sort of make sense. However, you have the understanding of the other side, which I'm not too far left either. I guess I'm in the middle. But, you know, you're just not too far left. Yeah. You know, I, I sit in the middle. Like, I, I'm a middle person. Yeah. But yeah. I also would probably prefer to lean more to left, but not too far that way. So I feel like if someone was very right-wing in their thoughts or moving that way, it's not really something that I could personally, for me, I can get with. Because you got to think to yourself, if you then go further with each other and have children, 
And it all boils down to like earning money. It all boils down to like where that person deems themselves to fit into society. And you're sometimes saying that with your way of thinking, and I'm not penalizing people for thinking that way, that certain people deserve to be where they are because of X, Y, Z. And I, I can't get with that because I understand that there are factors mm. that affect everyone's life. So yeah. whereas religion is different because religion is is a set it's a book or it's a system that's been in place for thousands of mm. years. And I can understand yeah. that people grow up with it. Mm, this this political thing, yeah. yeah it's 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 a, it's a sticky one for me. I, I just I can't. It's really bad, isn't it? It's like religion's probably more serious. I mean, you know what? No, I mean to be fair, no, I hear I hear what you're saying, and I think there's aspects that I agree with. I do feel that, you know, if I was to get with someone and they had like they were far right and I was far left, I think it would cause massively challenge it would be challenging mm. in that relationship because we're just coming from two different spheres. Um I do feel but again, maybe it's because I'm a little bit of a romantic. I think that, you know, the relationship or the love that you have for the individual and who they are as a person mm-hmm. removing their political views should outweigh, you know how they feel you know society should be led or their political views etc but I appreciate and I understand that you know what it will cause quite a few uh challenges Mm. um in the relationship um I I can't say that I wouldn't do that Mm -hmm. I can't say that you know what I'm not I I think I'll just yeah because I'm all about flow right yeah just explore it like see what happens you know what we'll just see what happens and then if it, it probably will make it quite challenging yeah. for sure again like how you work through that I think that's yeah that's that's definitely massively important mm-hmm. um, for sure I mean what about if you were to get what, what about could could you see yourself getting with somebody and they're changing your political view I feel like your political views are your moral compass it's your moral compass more or less not it's not everything to do with how you view the world but it it does the way you view your the way you view the world often aligns with your political viewpoint that's how i see it and mm. absolutely not i'm not i cannot change my political view i just that's one i cannot bend on because I think I can be open and I think the, the key is being open to hearing what someone else is yeah, saying for sure. because I think that I have to make informed decisions and I need to learn mm. from you. Well, why do you believe so heavily in this, yeah. in this system? Why do you believe in it yeah. so much? And then for me to be like, okay, I, I see where you're coming from. I might not agree, but I see what you're saying. So I'm I'm very much mm. like I'm actually open to discussion about it because I do think it's important. I'm not someone that's going to be like, mm. well, no, you're wrong. That's not it. Um, mm. But I, I can't see myself. I like, I'm always like, I'm open to a new political party because I feel like what we've got right now ain't really it. So if there was like a new mm-hmm. political party, I'd be open to the ideas. Yeah. But not with what we have in place. Like there's no yeah. way you're going to make me become, sorry to be specific, I'm not going to vote Conservative ever in my life. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure about Labour right now, however, to be quite honest with you, but I won't be voting. I was about to say. <laughs> I, I be voting Conservative. That, that is just completely does not align with my beliefs at all. And mm. I, it's just not for me. But... That doesn't mean that I would discount somebody because of their political viewpoint. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. And I think, you know what, it's interesting that you tell me to say, I think, you know what, it is about that openness and having that open conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you having that conversation earlier on to really establish actually where you guys mm-hmm. are sitting, where you guys sit and be able to actually work through that. And I think a big thing is around that conversation and being quite open. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and I think that when people are quite stubborn in their way, so going back to the title, My Way or the Highway, yeah. that caused massive impact in terms of, you know, the, the, the relationship. 
it because there's the elements of like controlling the narcissistic kind of characteristics a hundred percent um I mean, I don't know if I could I be changed. Probably no, I don't think I can. Mm. Um, and I think, like, quite like you, I'm kind of like in the middle, yeah. right? Um, like, there's sometimes where I'm just like, yeah, I agree with some of the conservative parties' um, policies. Sometimes I'm just like, hell to the motherfucking no. <laughs> there's other times where I agree with Labour, and I'm just like, mm, absolutely not. I mean, Jeremy Corbyn, you know how I feel oh, about him, so I'm going to go right and that he's gone um but yeah i don't necessarily think that anyone could change i think it's potentially because i'm just too stubborn uh-huh. and that goes back to original thing maybe because i maybe i am my way or the highway Ooh. now that i'm talking i'm like maybe i have exuded some of that behavior mm. maybe we'll we'll explore a little bit more we will. But... <laughs> i mean i was gonna say that like even using religion as a viewpoint because political stuff is slightly different but religion when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, you can't compromise on certain things when it comes to religious Mm. um, ideas or ideals. Mm. Because if you were talking from a Christian viewpoint, you're going to have baptism, right? Which someone who's Christian, staunchly Christian, will want that to happen for their child. And are you going to turn around and say no? Yes, it's 50-50, your parents, but you knew this coming in, that this is what they view. Um, Things like circumcision, Mm. um, bar mitzvahs, all the different Mm. things that happen within a different religious system, that person might be very strongly into it. So if you're not having a conversation early on about the differences that you have in those viewpoints, especially around raising children, because I think that's the crux, isn't it? You can be two adults sort of living your own life and together, but when children come into it, you're supposed to be influencing... Influencing raising the child um in a certain way for sure yeah no absolutely absolutely and i think it's like you know what i would yeah sorry i agree with you (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i think you said about love conquering all right Mm. does it really i I think again i'm trying to be optimistic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I hope it's romantic. Does love conquer all? Probably not, no. It's a nice idea. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't. I know, it's a nice idea. It's very kind of like, you know, fairy tale book-like, but that's just not the case. Yeah. Um, um, I would like to think it does, but yeah, that's not the case. I think as well, it depends, like, in terms of, you know, you can love the person, love the individual, but, you know, you've gone through quite a lot of things in your life that's conditioned you to how you operate now, right? And it's very hard for you to unlearn some of those things. And actually, I think that, you know what, it's about two people, are they able to coexist with one another? And actually, they appreciate, I can be flexible in this area, I can compromise in that area, etc. So I do think that maybe love does not conquer all, but I think compromise um, and openness are the most, like, kind of, like, you know, important things so. um so yeah i mean yeah <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a good question to ask because i think some people do believe that it does and that kind of brings mm. me neatly onto um conversion we talked about mm-hmm. political conversion but let's go mm. deep of religious conversion because that sometimes mm-hmm. does happen where one mm-hmm. partner like katie did converts for the partner um, because they think that that it will make life easier but then deep down inside mm-hmm. they might still not agree with the system overall exactly so what happens what, what, like why do you think some people convert I think what some people convert a because they probably want to raise if they want to have kids with the individual or if they've got kids in the mix and it's probably easier to just bring up the kids under like you know one religion yeah. instead of having two different practices um I feel that 
um, some people convert because they potentially don't have a choice, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. I think that people might turn and say, you know what, I'm a Muslim, so I can only marry you if you convert to being a Muslim. Mm-hmm. Uh, or vice versa, I'm a Christian, duh, 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 so this is what you need, so I can only marry a Christian, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So I think that, you know, although that you love the person, there are some enforced rules that are there, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, and I think that one person has to almost give in. Um, for me, I'm not really here for that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not. I appreciate anybody who's done that. I'm so crack, crack on, do you? That's great if it works for you. But for me personally, mm-hmm. I don't think I should, I don't necessarily think that I should need to, to do that. And equally, I'm not really a religious, that much of a religious person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've been christened, I've been baptized. I believe that there's a higher being. I believe, like, I, I so I do feel, I don't necessarily believe in Christianity or Catholicism or Islam. Like, I believe there's a higher purpose, yeah. but maybe a little bit of Scientology. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think for me, it's not, like, I, I, I would do it. But I appreciate that other people's yeah. standpoints, and maybe because they have to, and maybe because, you know what, they're thinking to themselves, you know what, I just want, I love that person, so I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing, though, isn't it? That sacrifice. Yeah, it is a big sacrifice. I think if you're... If you're genuinely coming from a place where you really want, you've you've talked to that person and actually you're like, oh, actually, this does resonate with me. I do, I, I want to because I actually, yeah. it's it's given me purpose or it's given me something and I see how happy it makes my partner and I want to have that same level of peace and tranquility mm. or whatever it is you're looking for. I am 100% behind that, but I agree with you where it becomes a thing where people are doing it because they have to or they have to do it because that's how they they can be with a person in terms of like religiousness. I do think that I say with Christianity, because I can't speak for any other uh, religions, but I do think a lot of people that I, I know and include myself definitely have a crisis of faith is what I call it. When you get to about 30, because if you're in Mm. a situation where you've grown up within the church, right. Mm. And that's what, that's all you've known. And the, Mm. the thing with religion is that it often can shape the way that you view relationships so I can only use Christianity as an example because I don't know as much about the other religions but a lot of the time you know it's no sex before marriage and you must find your partner within the church and if you do Mm -hmm. any of those things um you're going to basically go to hell you're not doing what God wants you to do Mm -hmm. and I know that it does work for some people and they find their partner and it's it's fantastic. And I think that's amazing when you can find two people who are equally spiritual in that Christianity love language and they can make their relationship work. It's a beautiful thing to see. But I also see equally that the detrimental effects it also has on people where they cannot find a partner or they cannot, um, they, their love life does not seem to be progressing in the way they'd like it to because the the confines of the religion has also stopped them from being able to maybe date somebody who isn't from the yeah. same religion or isn't even from the same um oh god what's this, uh, the christian christian branch so it could be like you know, like you said catholic a catholic should really in in a sense marry another catholic a catholic has slightly different mm. christian views to someone who goes to church of england denomination so it, again it, it can actually really limit you at the same time as well and like that's not me getting too deep into it because i mm. grew up within the christian church but i do see where it can actually limit people from meeting others and actually having a, a, a yeah. what could have a what could be a really amazing relationship with somebody else simply because they're not a Christian. But if that is your fundamental line, like mm. I said, mine is political, I don't switch it. If that is your fundamental line, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I, You know what? Do you. But yeah. I do think, 
as I said, we get to about 30. And I do think a lot of us who grew up in the Christian church have a serious crisis of faith at that point. You yeah. said you're suddenly like, <laughs> it's like you're questioning everything you've ever been taught, everything you've, um, you've learned. Yeah. And I'm still yeah. myself still working through my crisis of faith. I'm still not really, still not fully through it. Yeah. I'm working through it. And this is not an invitation for any Christian people to speak to me because I, I don't need that. I, it's that sounds awful, but that's for me to work <laughs> through myself. It's, it's me. It's my journey. I don't want yeah. someone to enforce a journey. And I think that's another thing to do with religious relationships, mm-hmm. the enforcement your journey is your journey. Can you force that on your partner? And that's it, though, isn't it? Like, I think it's a definitely, it's an issue if you feel that it is enforced, mm-hmm. whether or not it is religion, political, or other softer topics. So not necessarily those two hard topics, but softer topics. If that is enforced, once things start to become enforced, it's an enforced expectation, then it's an issue. Um, because actually there is no conversation. There is no openness. There is no flexibility. Let me learn a little bit more around, you know what, let's do what you need to do. Let's do what I need to do. So it's an equal in that relationship. It is very one way. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, to your point, enforcement is massively that's that's a red flag a hundred and ten percent controlling behavior it is it is it's massively mm-hmm. controlling behavior and before we get into the controlling behavior is there mm-hmm. any like you know, what benefits do you think there is i think we might have touched upon it already but like what benefits do you think that there is in terms of you changing your religion your political viewpoint with your partner I think, like uh, we said earlier, I think it is it can be positive for rearing children. And as Mm. I said, if you are somebody who you might have been in like a quite a spiritually low place, some Mm. people like I I firmly believe, and it's my opinion, my opinion, my opinion, my opinion. I firmly believe that like sometimes it's it's easier to give your problems or your your sadness or your depression to a higher being or higher state mm-hmm. that's it, and I, uh, religion is one form of doing that and I think you might meet your partner you might not be in a, in a great place and you see that your partner says well you know what how about you um come with me to church on Sunday or come with me to mm-hmm. oh, do, do, I don't know about most do partners go together I think they go separate please correct me um if I'm wrong but I think they go separate but mm-hmm. it could be like why don't you um come and speak to my imam one weekend and like yeah. just have a chat with him and see what what he says or you know it could be like you know why don't you join my mum's like christian reading book on sunday you know it could be something like that and actually it i one thing i like about religion is that it builds a community and mm-hmm. so sometimes you might be in a place where you don't have that you don't have any yeah, anything for sure and you meet your partner and you see that that benefit that it brings to them and mm-hmm. so it can be good. I think it can be good. I don't think Agreed. it's always a force for negativity. I think a lot of the time people do say, oh, it's really bad. You've converted or you don't have your own brain. But actually, can you think about maybe what that, that community has brought to that person mm-hmm. when they've converted over? It might have brought a lot more than you realise. So mm-hmm. I do think there are benefits. And the thing about child rearing, I think, is is quite important as well. Depending on the religion, some mm-hmm. religions don't, there's not much you know emphasis on what the what you do with children and others there are like so mm. if you don't want it to be a crux where for, for example your partner wants to circumcise your child and you don't want to that's a really big thing mm. and that's so that's something you got to talk about before you even lay down in the bed because yeah true that some people will view it as mutilation of the child yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's mutilation and like yeah. but others it's like no it's this is it's clean it's it's religious and this is mm-hmm. why we're doing it so what do you do then you, you're gonna snatch a child out and say it's child abuse what you yeah you gotta talk about it yeah so, 
it's true. I think conversations, it, it can always be positive. I'm, I'm not one of those people that I think it's negative. I think it can always be positive if it's for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And you're not okay. being forced. Amazing. Done. <laughs> so, so I know we had a bit of like a conversation earlier. We kind of touched upon it in terms of, you know, we agree that, you know, my way of the highway really comes from kind of like controlling behaviour, mm-hmm. a sense of self-entitlement. So I want to explore like, you know, if people were to perceive, any of our listeners perceive that they are in a relationship like that, like how can they manage that in a relationship? Because, you know, if it stays there, it can cause a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that it can be quite hard sometimes because, you know, what I think my advice to any listeners would be, it's about having that conversation being quite open positioning yourself putting yourself in the other person's shoes to understand why they are demonstrating that behavior mm-hmm. so you dig a little bit deeper seek to understand mm-hmm. um and remain controlled and measured um mm-hmm. so i think those are kind of like some things that you know you can definitely kind of some strategies that you can put in place mm-hmm. but it can be very very hard yeah definitely um, I know it can be quite hard, but it would be very hard for me to keep controlled because I'm like, no, this is not, this is not happening. <laughs> so I know that it can be, yeah, I think, yeah, it's going to be massively hard for me because I am very, I am quite an individual. I like doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm able to flex to a degree, but once I feel that there is becoming a little bit unbalanced, then I'm going to do my heels and I'm not moving. So mm-hmm. you either meet me here or we ain't doing it. So it's all good. Like, so I, I feel that, I think it depends on the star sign as well, you know. I do. Wow, I think bring it, it in the there. Because you know what? Yeah. Astrology is another belief system. I think system. it's to do with, 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 with star signs. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Go on. Just, let's go into it a little bit. A little light touch. A little bit. So I think, you know, as an Aquarian, I am fiercely independent. I like to think that I have quite big ideas. Uh, we are, um, we, we, we can be very loyal. Um, sometimes we come across a little bit cold, a little bit aloof. We are very stubborn. We're principled. It's around like, you know, the higher purpose. It's about, um, we're a little bit like a humanitarian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do like things to be, um, equality is massively important, right? Mm-hmm. So you know what, you and you're weird, I'm weird, but it's all good because we're equals, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. it's like harmony, et cetera. Um, so that is kind of like a bit of like some characteristics from my star sign. But if I perceive that I, uh, you know, if I'm being controlled or if I, um, yeah, if I'm if being controlled, I feel that my individuality is being taken away. Mm-hmm. So the worst thing people can do or the worst thing, you know, a partner and, you know, a boyfriend doesn't do this, but the worst thing someone can actually do is turn and say to me, you're doing X at this time. Da, 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 da. No, mm. no. You need to tell me what I'm doing or make me choose. So if I had an ultimatum, you can either choose A or B. Well, if you make me do make, if you make me choose, I'll choose, but it won't be in your favor. <laughs> because you've because you've because you basically you've taken away my yeah. right to come to the conclusion myself, right? Mm-hmm. You've taken away that 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 right. So and again going back to the individuality the individuality part. So if I perceive that you take away my individuality, my right to come to the conclusion, make the decision myself, I'm gonna make mm-hmm. the decision, but it's not gonna be in your favour, just to be a bitch wow. and to be principled and stubborn. Because I can do that and I can lay my head at night real good. Real good. <laughs> So I know I'm literally hotting up like all my like bad characteristics on this episode. It's fine. Everyone's got bad characteristics. I'm an open book. It's what it is. So I think for me, I really struggle or I would struggle when, you know, being in someone who's trying to control the narrative and everything that we actually, that, we, that we're doing. I see you, yeah. Because that won't, 
that won't run with me. And then mm. when I get principled, I get stubborn. And that's how it could manifest the other individual thinking that it's my way or the highway, but it really is not. Yeah. It's not my way or the highway. It's my way or the highway now because there is no flexibility in what mm-hmm. we're trying to do. So you controlling it, you think that you're controlling it, but I'll have the last laugh because I'm going to sit, I'm going to basically stay quite resolute and quite principled and I ain't moving. So I think that's how it can come across sometimes as though it's my way, the highway, when it really isn't. It's just basically if I feel that there is, there is no flexibility in the situation. So we're going out to eat or something like that or something quite trivial, then I'm going to dig my heels in because I'm just like, well, no, like you have to meet me halfway. Because I do believe in people meeting people halfway. Okay, I've got a question. Because this is like a belief system mm. thing. Because astrology in itself is a belief system, right? Yeah. Would you not date someone based on their star sign? No. You date everyone? No. Yeah, no, I date everyone. It doesn't really matter. So you've never looked I, up I just... to be like, oh, what is the compatibility with Aquarius? Yeah, I've looked up. <laughs> I've looked up for sure. But like, I haven't necessarily made it like inform my decision. This... Because I'm all about feeling, innit? So if I feel for that person, I feel for that person, you go for it, innit? Because I think it is... Is it Japan? I think it's Japan. I want to say it's Japan, but I'm probably wrong. I know it's a country in the Far East. That they mm. they they base employment on your star sign, right? They look at, like, the compatibility of your uh, natal chart and how that would fit in with the organisation, um, and I have read like stories about people discriminating against like, so you apply, you've got to put your star sign down. It's like, okay, well, we've got a Taurus, we've got an Aquarius in this house. Uh, I don't think a cancer is going to work. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't give them the place. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't date someone based on their star sign, but I do find that a lot of the, 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 the matches that they say that are, oh, sorry, the people that don't match with me, the personality wise, it's it it does seem to ring quite true that I don't really seem to gel with those people uh in in a romantic sense or maybe not necessarily in a friend sense but I think I find that it's just it often is quite true for me and I think Libras can go with quite a lot of people but one thing I say is that I think I'm definitely more lean towards a fire sign or an earth sign that's just me I like a little bit of fire and like a little bit of air because I am quite free-spirited I think I'm quite true to my sign in a lot of ways I'm quite free-spirited I do I can compromise I'm into justice for all I like to make sure equal rights everywhere like that's my thing I don't like people being rude for no reason be fair that's my that's my thing um Mm. so in terms of a relationship because I'll use my my me and my partner's example he's a Sagittarius and I'm a Libra, mm-hmm. so you've got fire and air. Now, that's, that's lovely in, in some ways, but in other ways, when it's time for the, the, the arguments, it's like the air is fanning the flames and it's like, let's go. That's quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of, you kind of, yeah, yeah. you kind of like, you start to like, you start to see, like, you know, it's, it's quite a lot. Um, but I do think, like, I do know of people like who are so staunchly into astrology, like, they would not date someone yeah. based on their star sign. Because that in itself is a whole belief system. I mean, there's people proper deep into it. I like it. I'm interested in it. And I do think there must be elements yeah, no, of true. Before. But, would I, yeah, no, I wouldn't date some people based on their stars. <laughs> 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 Not going to lie. I'm so sorry. I wouldn't date a cancer. Wow. I wouldn't. I, 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 I just, they're just the complete opposite. The complete opposite of me. I just the complete opposite. I wouldn't date a cancer. 
I'm not really, not sure about earth signs. Hit and miss, hit and miss. Like a little bit, a mm, little bit way, a little bit. Mm. I mean, a Scorpio man is very intense, isn't it? I haven't, I haven't had a Scorpio yet, but I feel like they've got the. Oh yeah, they must be intense. Yeah, so yeah. my boyfriend is a Scorpio, hundred percent. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. But you know what? One thing I like about Scorpios, we've proper gone off the track here. Mm-hmm. But what I want to say about one thing I say about Scorpios is they are hard workers. I like working with them. Why do they keep saying that? Look. <laughs> Yeah, I, look, I, I haven't necessarily worked with a Scorpio in a capacity to make them make that judgment. Okay. So that's what I would just say. But you know what? No, to be fair, yeah, Scorpios, I think, yeah, no, for sure, hard worker. But I think, you know, everyone's a hard I'm a hard worker. I'm like, my back. I'm not a Scorpio. I'm an Aquarian, you know? So, some some star signs are a little bit more lazy. But I won't go into that <laughs> because it's not fair. <laughs> I mean, not referring to me, though. No, 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 no. I mean, air, I mean, air signs, we bring the intellect yeah, to the world. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Aquarius, Gemini, Libra, mm-hmm. we, just, we just bring a little bit of... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we proper digressed here, but, you know, we like to add a little bit of, like, yeah. you know, light touch, and it is a belief system. Um, so we'll just go back into controlling um, behaviours. Yeah, so saying, like, and, what would, what, you know, how would yeah. you manage, like, that? How would you manage if you perceive that, you know, your partner is, like, quite controlling? What advice would you give? I don't... I mean, I don't do very well with control myself, personally. I don't like to be controlled. Mm. I'm too free. You can't control me. You can't put me in a box. It just makes me feel miserable. So I, I I don't really like it. But I think that what is important, as I said, when you have that conversation at the beginning, then you know what what leg you've got to stand on mm. with, the, with the conversations and where they're going. I think that you have to have a support system outside of a relationship because I think where the controlling behaviour starts to really take a hold is where you're alienated when you don't have anyone around you to speak to Mm. about what's going on. And like, it's like, okay, well, they are trying to control me in my religion. And I I do feel a little bit, "Mm, this is a bit of a red flag, but I've now alienated or I've now cut Mm. myself off from my friends and family because they're telling me you shouldn't be dating this person because this. And like now I feel like I can't talk to them. So when you start to become alienated, it's it's a very dangerous, dangerous slippery slope. And it does happen more commonly often than not, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I think keep your support circle outside of your relationship so that when that control, if you if you are having those red flags, mm-hmm. is it a red flag or are you just you're just saying I don't want to do it? Or I just is it really controlling behavior? Or is it like we're saying like, is the person just being stubborn? Mm-hmm. Being stubborn doesn't necessarily mean they're trying to be controlling. Mm-hmm. It just means that they are trying to control their own environment, their own uh, feelings. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're trying to control you. Mm-hmm. And that's different. Mm-hmm. If they're using emotional manipulation, however, so say, for example, um, oh, God, I don't know. Say, for example, like you, okay, say they've said to you, I really want you to come to my place of religious system yeah. this weekend. And you've said, oh, I'm not really sure. I'm not comfortable with that yet. Oh, but if you love me, you'll come. Well, I'm still not really comfortable. I don't really know if I want to go. And then it becomes this thing where they stop talking to you. Mm -hmm. Calling them, trying to speak to them. And they're not speaking to you. They're not even trying to hear you out. So you feel that in order to connect to the person that you love, you have to go because they're, mm-hmm. they're icing you out. They're mm-hmm. icing you out. Like they're not speaking to you. They're not communicating with you because you're not doing what they want. That's very different to being stubborn and saying, I'm just not going because I don't want to. If you've given your reasons, yeah. 
that's different. And they have to be respectful of your, of your reasons. But when someone starts to emotionally manipulate you, to make you, it's like, what is it called? Negging, you know, using like negative, like trying to use like a bit, like trying to control you cognitively yeah, no, because sure. it's trying to make you do stuff. And it's a real thing, guys. It's a real thing. Yeah, yeah no, cognitive sure. manipulation is very, gaslighting is very real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, suddenly you're the person who's wrong because you don't feel comfortable yeah. doing it. And now you've upset them. Yeah. Yeah. So they're manipulating you. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Therapy saved my life. <laughs> Therapy saved my life, so I could pick out those things because it honestly it's more common than we realise. Um, yeah, so that's kind of yeah, red flags for me. Awesome. That's my viewpoint. And you know, you said talk about like you know, setting boundaries are massively important, and I think yeah, that is mm-hmm. input. Yeah, I think definitely you know, if you're getting into a new relationship or you know, even when you continue to be in a relationship, I think almost like couples will have to reset boundaries. I think that's always yes. quite good because I think sometimes like, you know, if you've been in a relationship for quite some time, you kind of get used to, you know, how each other operate, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just really important just to reset boundaries and be like, look, this is what I need. This is what I don't need. Mm-hmm. When you do X, this is how it makes me feel. When you do Y, this is what, how it feels, et cetera. So I definitely think that, you know, resetting ba- the re- resetting expectations and boundaries are really, really important. For sure. 100%. For sure, because I think um, when I was reading and doing some research, it was about one of the pieces of advice I found is like not to follow each other on social media if you feel that that the the viewpoint is so strong mm. in the beginning stages. You know, you might follow each other later because you've got kids mm. and whatever. But if you're with somebody who's so opinionated about, let's use p- politics because that's quite a serious one, but they're so opinionated about their political views and you just cannot get with it. Outside of that, everything's rosy. But every time you go on Instagram, every time you go on Facebook, they're retweeting or they're typing out a status or they're putting a picture up that's very inflammatory. Mm. Then you know what? Don't follow them. Because then you don't see it. You don't have to because you might feel like you want to comment or you're like, why are you putting this up? And it's easier if you just take the space to, to not be in each other's mm. space all the time. Mm. So you don't have to see if the relationship is that important to you, mm. you know, that that's how it's going to be. I mean, I think like, I'm just trying to think of something like, like Black Lives Matter, right? That's a real, that's, it's a bit, it's not a belief system because it should just be a way it of life. It should be a way of life. However, yeah, it should be a way of life, but you've got people who are all lives matter. Now what? You got somebody who's all lives matter. They're missing the point because they're uneducated. So I think that you have a responsibility. (laughs) No, I say they're uneducated in the cause. So you know, if I was dating someone and they were telling me saying all lives matter, I'll have to just re-educate them in terms of Of what Black Lives Matter is about. It's not necessarily a belief system. It's a way of life. That's what it is. Way of life. So you know what? It's not a a code or conduct or policies or a system. It's basically a way of life that's trying to dismantle the system that has oppressed us over these years. Right. So I think that it's a conversation. I think that person just needs to be re-educated in terms of when they talk about all lives matter. Of course, all lives matter. We're not telling them to say, you know, white people, their lives are lesser than black people. But what we're talking about is trying to break down the systematic injustices that we have faced Mm -hmm. from the black people. And then if that person doesn't turn around, then what? And if they don't turn around, then, okay, cool. I can't fuck with you. <laughs> but you get some people who, who will still No, continue. I know. But, 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 but if, if I've given you the evidence, you've had the argument, you've seen the news articles, et cetera, et cetera. People have shared their experiences with you. I've shared my experiences with you as a black man. And you still can't necessarily be like, oh, you know what? I can't really see that. No, I still agree, blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's, that, that, that's cool. This I. Is- Deuces, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Deuces, complete. 
I'm with you there. I can't. That's that's another one I can't bend on. To be quite honest with yeah. you, so uh, <laughs> it's not happening. I couldn't do it. Um, right. So we <laughs> we've talked about opposing views, but I wanted to just delve a little bit deeper into children once mm-hmm. they're involved, um, because uh, again, when I was looking into Cruise, Tom Cruise, and the kind of the history of his relationships, etc. He has two children with Nicole mm-hmm. Kidman. I believe they're adopted, but they're they they're their kids. And they were raised as Scientologists overall. Um, but when the parents decided to divorce, the children decided to live with their father and they are still devoted to Scientology as a religion, in which what has happened is I think the relationship allegedly has become strained between, she's still their mum, but it's very strained where she obviously is not within that community anymore and they still mm-hmm. are. So mm-hmm. kind of what is the impact of like the, it's not just religion, it could be also be political, it could be any belief system, but what is the impact of that on the children? And what is the best way to kind of navigate that situation if we have any advice at all? Mm, I think... You know what? I think I'm trying to pick apart what you what you said previously. I think if they made a decision to stay with Tom, I'm not so sure what their age is. Then I think you know if you know if I was in the situation and my child decided to stay with my partner, then I have to respect that decision. Mm-hmm. I would expect my partner though to be responsible enough to allow them to continue to have a relationship with me mm-hmm. because I do feel that it is, or they should be encouraged or they, yeah, he should have, he should be encouraging them to have a relationship with me as, you know, their dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do feel that the responsibility going back onto the actual adult in the relationship, my ex-partner to then facilitate those conversations. But if they made the decision to say that, then that's cool. Um I think it is a very hard one. I think it can have definitely a negative impact because the individual or the children don't necessarily have um, almost like equal uh, visibility and connection with both parents. Mm. Um, And that could be super hard. But again, I think going back to my point, it's up to the person, the the, the parent that the kids are staying with to almost facilitate that. And I think the impact it will have on me is I'll just be mash up. Like it's probably going to be super, super hard because actually, Mm. you know, we don't necessarily have that community anymore you don't have your kids which is almost like that buffer isn't mm-hmm. it it's like the in-between like of you know I communicate I can communicate with my partner to communicate with my kids but actually I can communicate with my my kids are my kids basically so yeah you know what I think it's quite um it could have a, such a negative impact on you as an individual because it's mm-hmm. making you think that you know you're not you're alone you're isolated your kids don't love you etc cetera, etc cetera. so that can be super super hard mm-hmm. um, and if you're not necessarily have got like a um uh, a frequent uh if you haven't got frequent visibility of what they're doing or you're not necessarily in their life um uh, all the time or a large mm-hmm. proportion of the time it's very hard to kind of like manage them so you know they've yeah. been exposed to quite a lot of things on their dad's side mm. but actually when it's with me it, I, I could face that I'm literally talking to a different person not necessarily yeah. my kids because they haven't yeah. necessarily had my influence so it's quite hard for you to almost like be a parent with them um and mm. that could be yeah, that's quite soul destroying actually I think so I think it's really hard yeah. I mean I I guess I could use my example that like me and my partner are not the same religion mm-hmm. we're not we never have been I've never I, I've read up on his religion i find it quite interesting um and 
I think vice versa, but we've also made the decision not to really talk about religion explicitly. We can, we will talk and discuss it like kind of viewpoints and stuff, but as I said, I'm even having a crisis of faith at the moment. So I'm not even, I'm not even sure I can even stand up and, and mm. say, yeah, I'm a staunch Christian. I can't really say that at the moment. And please don't come for me. As I said, don't come for me because it will not be well received. Um, so <laughs> just don't. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think what I have decided with my uh, daughter is that it's, I'm leaving it up to her. Mm-hmm. And that we're going to make, have her make an informed choice so that she doesn't have a crisis of faith like what I had as, as an adult. Mm. That's why I want her to make an informed decision and mm. to try and go to church with like grandma or to, you know, do whatever with different, so that she's informed of what's going on. Because mm. I think that I didn't have that choice. And I think mm. a lot of my friends didn't have that choice. And I think some people are fine with that and they're okay and they're very happy within their belief system and it's not a problem. But where I've had that that conflict with like religion and how it fits into my life I don't want the same for her Mm. so I want her to know the positivity of what it is to be in whatever religion whatever religion I am or whatever unless there's something going like I don't want any kind of like cultish situations going on I can't control that but you know that does happen Mm. where like your your teenager or whatever can be dragged into a cultish situation and where like there's so much stuff online it's so easy to to miss it like you know we've seen in the news it's very easy for like young girls and boys to be groomed and moved into like religious situations that they cannot control but I think that where I can try and make her informed about this is what it is to be a Christian this is what it is to be whatever that she can make a decision that she's comfortable with I think like like yourself I'm very into there's definitely for me has to be a higher power I think it's how you everybody's route to get there might not be the same but we have to respect that but as long as we have to respect that not everybody is and some people don't believe in anything at all and that's also fine but everybody's route to that everyone's journey there is individual so we cannot force it I can't force my child she might just be like oh, I really want to be a Christian and that's what she loves that's what she and I'm absolutely happy with that or she might just be like I'm agnostic I don't believe in anything and I also have to respect that too I just think as parents, we just have to be careful. Fine to baptise them, do whatever it is. But we have to, I think as a community, and I'm going to be specific to the black community and I I might Mm. get a lot of, mm, but I think we have a lot of (laughs) unlearned. I might do, and it's my opinion, it's a podcast. A, I can say what I want. But I think we have a lot of um, unlearning to do with how we approach religion. A lot of unlearning because it actually, it has it has been positive and it gives us a community. We, we sing together in church, whatever. At the same time, it's it been negative. A it's been quite oppressive. Yeah. Oppressive. Yeah. oppressive. Lot of problems, a lot 100%. of problems. A lot of problems. And I always say to people, I'm not the most um, learned about religion, but I really encourage people to really learn about the um about missionaries and about Christianity in Africa and how religion was brought to black people as a mm-hmm. whole. Yeah. Just, just to learn about that as as part of your Christian journey or as part of your religious journey, how religion has been used positively, but also how it has been used 
negatively mm-hmm. and then to and then to use that to kind of inform your decision i hope that makes sense and i probably yeah, no, offended a few people but no i absolutely agree with you yeah absolutely i absolutely agree with you and you know what i'm not necessarily i'm not necessarily the most learned person when it comes to religion but i do mm-hmm. feel that you know whilst as we discussed like there has definitely some positives but there's absolutely some negatives and actually sometimes it's been used to oppress mm-hmm. people and especially black people also how it was yeah. brought to us as mm-hmm. a system um to control us to a degree that's my view <laughs> uh, I'll to say you're bang to rights and you bang out of order. Okay, cool. Um, and I need to learn some more about it as well. But I'm open sure. to have a little bit of a discussion with anyone who wants to come. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it is really good. And actually, sure. it's like, yeah, like there's so much positive stuff that you know, Christianity. When you're in a dark place, sometimes a prayer is all you need to kind of to lift mm. you out. And I think that's so positive. But I think if you're using religion to control your partner you're using and i'm not just talking about christianity because that's not fair to just bash christianity but i'm saying if you that's what i know about the most so that's why i'm Mm. using it as example but i have seen it be used Mm -hmm. to control partners to say they cannot do this they cannot do that they must submit they must do this and unless i am willing to submit you cannot force me to submit (laughs) that's that's how i see it. it You yeah. know, so I'm not talking about the positive relationships because they are they are there and they exist and they are uphold yeah. and they uphold Christian values in the most positive way. I'm talking about the ones where it is negative, mm-hmm. and the women most likely do not have a voice um, mm. because of situation because of the religion. So yeah, ah, so it's, it's so tricky to to talk about it without I being like yeah. <laughs> offensive because it's not. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm trying to. I'm trying to open a dialogue, I think. I yeah, think we need to open. It. Yeah, I think definitely it's not necessarily about being offensive. It's about opening the dialogue and just basically elevating and join, encouraging people to join, have the conversation, join the conversation, mm. equally elevate the conversation as well. Mm. And just kind of like broaden like your way of thinking or how you view the world 100%. Like learning yeah. doesn't stop just because you're in adult life, right? So, no, For I sure. agree with you 100%. 100 yeah, it's tricky man <laughs> I, I, I hope i touched that well but um and i'm probably gonna have some people like well you can't be a christian if you're married to someone who's not christian well and you i am, am. <laughs> and it's fine like it's it doesn't because because for me god is love so i must i i have to love everyone and mm-hmm. i can't you can't cannot turn around and dismiss people based on they're not following the same religion based on their sexuality, based on disability, based on all those things. If God is love, then you must you must represent love is how I see it. Okay. So I cannot, I, I don't subscribe to that way of thinking. So maybe I'm not the right kind of Christian. Eh, here you go. We'll, fi- we'll find out when we die. We'll find I out. It. <laughs> so, <laughs> went a bit too gung-ho there, but yeah. Amazing. So closing thoughts? Or was closing there anything- thoughts. Yes. So I think, you know what, I know it's quite a big topic to kind of like, you know, unpick. And I think that, as we discussed, there's quite hard topics there. So religion and obviously political views. Uh, and there's softer topics as well. I think compromise is an important thing. Um, but I do agree that, you know, having the open conversation and dialogue and really setting expectations, setting boundaries of what you guys are willing to compromise on is massively important. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel that you need to understand where each other's viewpoints are. And then, you know, if you make the decision for yourself to then, you know, convert, or if you make the decision to change your political view, or if you make the decision to, you know, allow your partner to, um, you be more flexible for your partner in comparison to them being flexible for you, then that's on you. But as long as it's not necessarily an enforced expectation, then that is 
okay because if you if it is enforced then we have a problem um and if you feel that you know there are aspects that in your relationship that are super controlling and you know as we discussed around that emotionally manipulative and there is no flex with your partner then I think you just need to get out juices Mm. and leave because I just don't necessarily think that that relationship is conducive for you as an individual and then equally your growth as well Mm -hmm. and that's my personal thoughts love it I I agree I don't I don't think it's fundamentally wrong like you cannot force your beliefs on someone if they if they're not open to it if it bothers you that much then they might not be the right person for you you know it's it's there's a difference between trying to get someone to see your point of view so you can live in love together as opposed to trying to control somebody because you want to break them down and and that's that's very different um i think it's really important to remember that you can be a separate entity in a relationship and that means having your own belief system whether it's political astrological <laughs> religious mm. whatever it may be you're you're, you're allowed quote unquote to, to, to do that I think it's really important to take your time before you marry or you settle into long-term relationships because you have to explore that concern I'm not saying don't get married next week if you think you've met the one but I think understand that there may be a journey you're gonna have to take together to really mm. unpick what your actual belief systems are and how that's mm. going to impact on you if it's too late and you're already there, then you're going to have to seek some counseling or professional help to save your relationship. If that, <laughs> but if it's like, Sorry. you're going to have to, to, to save your relationship. Yeah. If, if it's that important to you for you to save your relationship, then I would say that that's my advice that you would get outside help, not family, not the people within your, your uh, church or mosque or synagogue. I don't always believe that um, seeking religious therapy is mm. the is the right way actually i actually think a neutral somebody doesn't know you someone who's professionally qualified to to um help you with relationship issues is sometimes a better route because can you imagine if i'm not i'm not a christian and you're and you're forcing me to go to your pastor to go and talk about our, yeah. our religious our, our relationship and i'm not a christian so i, I feel yeah. like i don't even have a say because now i've got you saying something and i've got your pastor saying something and now i don't have a voice because mm you're beating me down with a religious stick, mm-hmm. which is, is wrong. So actually find someone who's neutral, who's not going mm. to have any bias in your relationship mm. and can help you. Um, very sorry if today, if there's been any <laughs> offense taken, because I, I do like have friends who are very Christian. I have friends who are not. And so I, I hope that I have approached it all kind of in a sensitive way. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. Cause I, yeah. to be honest, like I, I've been on that journey I'm still on that journey and I'm still not there. I still haven't, I still haven't worked out the higher purpose to Mm. to where I am and what I'm supposed to be. And I, and I, and I want to find it. Um, Mm. But please don't say come to my church because I'm not coming. (laughs) I love you, but I'm not coming. So there you go. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just not going to come. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) Well, guys, we hope that you enjoyed um, that episode, uh, My Way of the Highway. Thank you so much um, for listening in. If you're not already, please feel free to obviously, you know, follow us on our social handles, snatched at, no, sorry, snatched.podcast on Instagram. (laughs) You can drop us that. You can obviously send us some messages to get involved in the conversation, or you can drop us an email, contact at snatchpodcast.com. But thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you around soon. Bye. Bye.